Squarespace is proud to support students and parents as they listen to Getting In. Learn how creating a personal website can help you stand out with colleges. Go to squarespace.com slash getting in. Getting In is also sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word products. Just for being a Getting In listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audible.com slash college. From Slate and Panoply, this is Getting In, a podcast series about the path to college. I'm your host, Julie Lithcott-Hames, and today I am so excited because we've got the live presence of four of our Getting In seniors. I can't wait to hear their voices, and I can't wait to have you hear their voices. But before we get to them, we have an important correction from last week's episode about the new SAT. Basically, we heard from several listeners who told us that we left out an important fact about the availability of practice tests for the new SAT. So here's what you need to know. The College Board has made four practice tests available for the new SAT. The easiest way to find them is on the Khan Academy site. That's Khan, K-H-A-N, academy.org. And also on that site, Khan has provided additional practice questions for the new SAT. This is additional material beyond what's in the four practice tests. Thanks to all the listeners who contacted us about this omission. On to our seniors, almost high school graduates. I'm so delighted that we have four of our five Getting In Seniors here with me on the podcast today. Hey. Yeah. Hey. All right. Just to give our listeners some context, um, one of them's in D.C., three of them are in New York, and here I am way out in California. But through the magic of whatever technology it is that hooks us up all together, here we are. We're all together. Jonathan Diaz of Brooklyn attends the Brooklyn School for Collaborative Studies. So excited to talk with you again, Jonathan. Nice to be back. We have August Graves, also of Brooklyn. August is a senior at Nest Plus M in Manhattan. Welcome back, August. Hi. All right. We've got Jordana Meyer of Chevy Chase, Maryland. She's a senior at Bethesda Chevy Chase High School, or BCC. Hello, Jordana. Hello. And joining us by phone is Alessandra LaPera, a senior at Villa Walsh Academy in Morristown, New Jersey. Welcome back, Alessandra. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be back. Great to have you. Great to hear all of your voices. All right, you guys, can you each tell me the college you'll be attending in the fall and one thing about it that really excites you? And I mean anything. It could be the landscaping, the food, the class you are so excited to take, a club you want to join. Be specific. Jonathan. Okay. Um, the college I'll be attending is Muhlenberg. It's in Pennsylvania. Okay. Where in Pennsylvania? What city? Um, Allentown. Oh, wow. One of my college roommates was from Allentown, Pennsylvania. My teacher's parents live there, and I always tell her I'm going to stop by whenever she's there to eat some ice cream. Always nice to have someone you know close by. All right. So, Jonathan, what's that one thing of all the things you're excited about when it comes to Muhlenberg? Tell us one specific thing that's really exciting you. One thing that really excites me is that everyone there is so warm and genuine. And um, I just visited twice, and I just met all the different students and I actually sat in a class. It was actually a marketing class, which is what I'm really interested in right now. And that really drove me to pursue it, knowing what I'm going to be getting into. It answered a lot of my questions in terms of, is business really the field I want to go into? Or am I making a horrible mistake? But then when I went into the class, all those worries went away. That's great. You know, I think 
often in high school, you think college is this big, scary, unknown thing. It's like, you must go to college, but good luck getting in because no one gets in. It's this terrifying concept. And then you do get in and you visit. And just to hear you recount what it was like to be in a class, you know, on a subject you think you might want to possibly devote a career to and to feel not overwhelmed, but welcomed. That's fantastic. I'm thrilled that you had that experience. Really happy for you. Thank you. All right, Jordana, how about you? Where are you going? And tell us that one thing that's really exciting you about going there. Um, I'll be attending New York University. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, Otherwise known as NYU. NYU. <laughs> All right. And yeah. would that be located in the lovely city of Manhattan? In, it would in the indeed. State of New York? In the okay. Greenwich Village area. So yeah, one thing I'm really excited about. Well, it's one thing that actually a lot of people tend to be scared about, which is the lack of, you know, definitive campus. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, there's fluidity between uh, the school and, and the city will encourage me to explore and I won't even notice if I'm off campus and there really won't be a difference between school events and uh, city events. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Very nice. That's kind of the quintessential experience when you're attending a college or university situated in the heart of a city right. as opposed to kind of curtained off um, that blurry line between the campus and the city itself um, can often be just an amazing, amazing opportunity for exploration. Cool. I'm glad you're excited about that. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. August. I'm going to Occidental College in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm at the great state of California. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm really excited. (laughs) The I guess my one thing about like I'm my one thing is I'm just really excited for the weather over there because I don't know. It's definitely not New York weather. Okay, so you're excited about the weather. Yeah. Okay. awesome. And Alessandra. Hi, um, I will be attending Drew University. Great. And where's Drew? Tell everyone where Drew is. It is actually about 10 minutes from my house. In New Jersey. Great. I have to be medically monitored for the next year. So I had to pick a school that was relatively very, very close to my house so I can easily get to the doctor and and stuff. So Understandable. Yeah, so I'll be attending Drew. Great. And I got a ton, a ton of money from Drew. So that's going to be, you know, really nice for um, my first year getting my feet wet. That's great. Then I'm hoping to broaden my horizons a little bit and go to a BFA program for acting. Bachelor of Fine Arts? Yes. Okay. And you're going to do that at Drew? No, I'm hoping after Drew. I see. Either a transfer sophomore year or something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like everyone has a plan. Alessandra in August. Yeah. As I recall, you were both still in the 11th hour decision-making process at the end of April, figuring out which school to attend. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear what that process was like. Alessandra, let's stay with you. What was that like? That was extremely stressful, especially because at that moment, I was not aware how close. I knew I had to be medically monitored, but I didn't realize the extent to which it it was going to be. So I, you know, I thought I had a lot more um, leverage than I actually did. So at the time, I was just so many different factors were going into it, especially a lot of the financial stuff was going into it. Plus, I wanted a program that I would be able to fit in very nicely. So as each day went by, 
more and more people in your class knew exactly where they were going, and every single time someone announced where they were going, it was another reminder that you have yet to choose where you're going. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was so stressful every time. I, like, you were very happy for that person, but it, it was... It was very. It got more and more stressful each time someone <laughs> announced where they were going. Yeah, it's kind of like you're taking a timed test, and people are finishing the test before you, and you're like, "I'm still finishing. I'm still finishing. Don't get up and leave the classroom yet. I'm still <laughs> finishing this test." But everyone else is already exactly. Done. Yeah, you can sort of feel the intent, the anxiety, you know, building around. When am I going to make my decision? When will I know? Yeah. So, which other schools were you considering alongside Drew Alessandra? Considering Pace University, NYU, Rutgers University. Montclair State, and th- those were kind of my main ones. And it sounds like the proximity of Drew to your house was what ultimately made the decision for you, and the ability to perhaps transfer out to that BFA program in a year or two. Um, that and the financial end of it was definitely um, had the biggest impact on my decision. I was looking at Rutgers, but it was the thing is that even though it's not that far from my house, it's kind of far from the doctor's office, whereas Drew is just closer. Mm. And Drew just gave me so much money <laughs> that it would make my decision on where I want to get my BSA. It would broaden that decision a little bit uh, financially. It's wonderful to know you're getting the financial help you need. It's fantastic to hear. Okay, so August, you traveled to both Willamette in Oregon and Occidental in California in those final decision weeks. How did those trips shape your decision? So I actually wasn't really going to Willamette to see if it was a good fit for me or anything. I really just went because oh. we're visiting family in Oregon. And, uh, oh, I see. Um, yeah. Uh, but I did know that I w- didn't want a small campus after visiting Willamette and doing an overnight there because oh. it was just it was tiny. Yeah, I felt after one night, I felt like I knew the whole campus and I really disliked that. Ah, um, also, okay. Salem, Oregon isn't the most active place. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to, I realized that I wanted to be in a bigger area. Um, that being said, I was choosing between Occidental, um, Ithaca College and University of Vermont. And the, mm. those are all three very different schools in three very different places, um, different sizes. Mm-hmm. Like they, they could not be more, I guess, separated. And so it was just, it, what it really came down to was like, I'm going to be happy anywhere. Mm. Where would I find the most opportunities to like get involved in my community and I and also like I don't know I having the thing about um being in a larger area I thought that Los Angeles LA was like the best option fantastic yeah I did an overnight at Occidental and it was like it was it was nice I had a good time so I thought let me just stay here (laughs) wonderful all right let's turn to Jonathan Jonathan you're headed to Muhlenberg College in Allentown Pennsylvania what kind of decisions have you started to make? So have you started to look at the course catalog? They actually sent me a packet of the different courses so I can so I can have an outline by the time I get there because I have June advising. I have to go to the campus. And I think that's when we're going to meet, meet teachers and we're going to sort everything out then. All right. So that's an important upcoming visit then, going back to the campus in June to pick classes for your first term or even your first year. Okay. That's exciting. And a little nerve wracking, but... A little nerve-wracking, of course. That's normal. It's natural. It's okay. It'll be okay. Jordana, what kind of courses are you looking at for the fall? 
Oh my gosh, all of them? Um, <laughs> like, you should have seen me with the course catalog and the highlighter. Like, that was one fluorescent packet I had. Um, was it? Yeah, no, I'm, not, nice. <laughs> I'm so overexcited. Um, Sometimes it's helpful just to cross out the things you know you definitely are not interested in. But yes. I imagine that for you, that might mean only weeding out 10 to 15% of all majors. Well, yeah, that weeds out math and science majors. Um, okay. So I'm kind of in a similar process to Jonathan, I think, where I'm going through like these preliminary questionnaires and, um, you know, NYU asked me, they asked me what my greatest personal and academic strengths are. And they asked me what's the most important book I think I've read and why. Um, things like that so that they can get a better kind of gauge on me, um, for my advising. Um, oh, and then wow. I also, I have to do my language placement exams in the next few weeks. Um, so I'm hoping to place out of French and Hebrew, um, which would be really nice, big, you know, thing off my plate. Um, I do want to take a lot of language classes in college. I, I love languages, but I'm hoping to do some new stuff and achieve trilingual status. So, yeah, but I'm looking into public policy and music and politics and history and stuff. Awesome. All of you have this wide set of opportunities available to you. And I think that can be a, a really exciting, wonderful way to begin exploring the college. Which courses are being offered this fall? Which ones are jumping out at me? You know, you're going to Muhlenberg, you're going to Drew, you're going to Occidental, you're going to NYU, but you're going to have your own unique experience there. Dare to bring yourself to this process. Don't don't try to conform, fit into some mold. I think there's a lot about high school that's been about conforming to expectations about who you should be and what you should care about. And I think college is a much more wide open landscape that you get to explore and you're exploring your own interests, your own dreams. So that's my advice to you guys for how to approach the beginning. All right. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to ask you about advice you might have for the juniors and seniors starting the college application admission process now. But first, a few words from our sponsors. Squarespace is proud to support students and parents as they listen to Getting In. Whether you see your future as a clear path or a blank slate, with Squarespace, you're off to a beautiful start. Squarespace sites look professionally designed regardless of skill level, and there's no coding required. With intuitive and easy-to-use tools, Squarespace will even give you a free domain if you sign up for a year. And when you sign up for Squarespace, use the offer code GETTINGIN to get 10% off your first purchase. Create a website that reflects your best skills and talents, because when you start on the right foot, you can go anywhere. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com slash getting in. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Getting In is also sponsored by Audible.com. Audible has more than 180,000 audiobooks. You can download them and access them on a bunch of different devices, on iPhones, Android, Kindle, or pretty much any other MP3 player. One book you might try out is Hamilton, The Revolution, by Lin-Manuel Miranda and Jeremy McCarter. The playwright and his collaborator tell the surprising story of how a Broadway musical became a national phenomenon— and Miranda reads more than 200 revealing footnotes for his award-winning libretto, the full text of which is included in the PDF with the audiobook. How awesome is that? If you want to listen to Hamilton, The Revolution, or many other books, Audible has it. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audible.com college. That's audible.com college. We're back with our Getting In Seniors, Jonathan Diaz, August Graves, Jordana Meyer, and Alessandra LaPera. Let's talk about some tips you guys have for juniors starting this process now. My own eldest child is a junior, by the way. 
When I first met you all at the beginning of this school year, things seemed pretty uncertain. But now that the admission process is behind you, what are the things you now know? One piece of advice about the path to admission that you wish you'd known about a year ago. One of the things that I sort of wish I could go back and tell myself is um, it's not worth the stress to go back to and look at your freshman grades and say, oh, my God, I didn't do well enough because that it's done. Like you can't do anything to change it. Um, And in the end, like everything will work out. Yeah, the big, the important thing to remember is that you can be happy anywhere you go and you just got to find like everywhere has a community for you. There's always a community and um, it's just it's going to be really easy to thrive in college. And I think um, choosing the right one shouldn't matter as much as thinking about the bigger picture. All right. Think about the bigger picture. Don't be too stressed out. Don't go back to freshman year and mull over your regrets of what didn't happen then. Focus on the now. Sounds good. Jonathan, what about you? One piece of advice. One thing I wished I'd known was that it's okay if you keep doing the SATs and you're not doing as well as you hoped because you may not do well on the SATs, but there are other ways such as submitting an essay or just a really good piece of your work, and that does just as good as the SATs without you having to sit there for four hours and then hating yourself afterwards. Yeah, don't let the SAT or really any singular aspect of the application process get you down. Few kids are great at every single piece of it. You know, I think it's it's more common that someone's GPA is what they lead with. Someone's essay is what's really best. Someone's got great letters of rec. Someone's got great test scores. You know, yeah, don't get down about the things that aren't your strength. Figure out what your strength is and play to that. And just as an aside, actually, for the kids who are listening, who for whom standardized tests are sort of a nightmare just thinking about them. There are about 800 colleges that don't require standardized tests. You can find them at fairtest.org. Just find the list, look through the list, see how many schools on you're already aware of and be delighted to discover, hey, they're not going to make me sit for one of these tests. That's just an aside. All right, Jonathan, thanks for that. Alessandra, what about you? One piece of advice, something you wish you'd known about a year ago. Um, probably to not put all of your eggs in one basket. It is perfectly fine to have a first choice school, but sometimes things don't go your way either if you don't get in or you're waitlisted or if the financial aspect of it is just not there. And no matter how hard you try, you just can't get the money to go there. So you physically can't do it. So to just love your safety. Love your safety. Or really like your safety. Yeah. So that if it doesn't work out, it's not so bad. It's not your first choice, but it's not so... You don't feel like you're settling. It's just not that bad. Oh, I think that's such great advice. See, I was so focused on, like, two really rich schools, and the financial aspect just wasn't there this time, and I probably wouldn't have been able to do it anyway because of the medicine, but it would have given me so much more comfort knowing that I have a couple really solid ones in line that I won't feel like I'm settling anywhere. And it it wouldn't make me feel bad that, oh my gosh, I'm going to my safety. Like it shouldn't have to be a bad thing. That's such good advice. Yeah. If we could kind of polish up the facade of the the safety school and stop thinking of it as um, someplace we don't want to go, but someplace where, you know, we're thrilled to go. I think that would, that would really help a lot of kids. (laughs) You're absolutely right about that, Alessandra. Thank you. (laughs) And last but not least, Jordana, one piece of advice you wish you'd known. 
if the juniors who are listening are anything like me, they're not going to want to hear this. Um, okay, and say a, it anyway. And it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. Um, I would say 80 to 90% of succeeding in this process is attitude. And mm. I, if you recall, I uh, applied to Columbia University early decision and I was denied. Um, and I mean, this, this might be extreme, but within a half hour, I was over it um, and didn't mm. shed a tear because – I knew that that was fair and that my application had been reviewed and that more qualified candidates got in. And in the end, I'm going to a school that I really love. And if you don't get into your top choice, just remember, you're not just applying for school for the next four years. You're applying for the next four years of your life. And it's not just about the classes you're taking. It's about the people who are there and where you're living and what you're going to be doing aside from the few hours a day that you're in class. So, the you know, the title of the university or – um the kind of street creds of the university it should not be the deciding factor for you. It should be what is going to give you the best launch pad for the rest of your life. Mm. Nice. You're exactly right, Jordana. It's not the street creds. I love that thought of the name of the school. It's how do you feel when you're there? Do you feel that welcoming embrace that Jonathan has felt so audibly from Muhlenberg? You know, do you feel like, hey, I can be myself there. I'm going to have a great life there. Interesting classes, but also people I want to get to know, places I want to explore, stuff I want to experience and see. Yeah, it's about so much more than the street creds of the uh, the name of the school or the school itself. All right. Well, guys, it is the end of the school year, your senior year of high school. You've all made it into college. I have no doubt you're going to launch yourselves well there. But this time of year, spring of senior year of high school can be tough. What's the biggest challenge you're each facing right now? Jonathan. Um, The biggest challenge I'm facing right now is making sure all my classes are in top shape. Because even though I am in early decision, they can still reject me if they wanted to. So I have to make sure my grades are up. Right. And they don't want to reject you. But what you mean is if your grades slip, they might find themselves reconsidering whether they made the right choice and admitting you. So, yeah, you don't want to let that happen. I mean, one thing I was challenged with towards the end of a school year is balancing out my study time and my friend time. Well, yeah. Especially senior year of high school because... Who knows when you're going to see each other again? I mean, you know you will, but you don't know how long that'll take. Yeah, absolutely. Jordana, what about you? I would agree that it's keeping my classes in top shape, but it's also I'm an international baccalaureate diploma student. So um, I'm having IB exams every day, and it's very difficult to maintain the workload of um, my other classes while I'm in finals. Um, and not going yeah. to those classes. So, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm running out of time. My graduation is three weeks from today. So, mm. um, it's just making sure that I get everything done. And yeah, it's just end of the year kind of crunch. It's a finishing strong, a lot of stuff going on. Yep. What about friends? What about theater? We've come to know uh, you in part through all the shows you've yeah. mentioned being a part of on this podcast. You know, leaving that behind. What's that like? Yeah, yeah. I think since I've been in this podcast, I'm I'm currently in my fourth musical. So um, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah, I'm performing in Hair uh, in two weeks at Arena Stage. Oh my so gosh. you know that <laughs> I've rehearsal um, like three to four times a week. So balancing that as well, I'm still doing a lot of social justice activity. Um, so, you know, keeping all the stuff I love as well. And also towards the end of 
spring break, I was facing some health issues with my mm. throat and have been going in periodically for blood tests and have been on antibiotics and stuff um, and finally oh made the decision to have a tonsillectomy. So getting Ooh. my tonsils out in less than a month, oh which gosh. is going – yeah. Um, <laughs> so I won't sing for like a month and then when I get my voice back, my throat is going to be twice as large and I have to readjust and I go to school and they don't know my voice yet. So that kind oh. of added um, paranoia. Stress. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No pressure, but your entire voice is None about to all. change. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it, Jordan. You've got this. Thanks. You are an incredibly resilient human. We know that from listening to you respond to your results over these months. You're going to thrive wherever you go, kiddo. Thank you. Tonsils or no tonsils. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. August, what about you? What's tough for you at this time of year? I get kind of frustrated now that I'm in school because I feel like I'm just sitting. I am. Well, I don't feel like I am just sitting there for the whole school day because tests are over. Um, like I've taken my APs um, I, and I have this. I have a lot of electives and they're also like, well, what do we do now? So um, a lot of my day is just sitting there and listening to other people talk and um, not really participating mm. in any sort of productive activities. So I just uh, I think my toughest part is like finding something active to do with my time instead of just sitting there and like watching Netflix or talking to my friends because I feel like I'm not doing I don't know. I just feel like I'm just sitting there. So uh, I started to like submit my articles to magazines and stuff. And um Cool. I don't know, just do some like other things that I probably wouldn't do with my time, but it's still hard to find, be creative. Um, public school kind of beat that out of me. <laughs> so I'm kind of, yeah, I don't know. That's my, I think that's mm. my toughest thing. Mm. Well, I'm glad you're submitting work to magazines. That's exciting. I'm sorry to hear that school is kind of like the air is completely let out of the tire and the, se- the fr- yeah. teachers have senioritis more than the kids. It's, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> I mean, it does speak to the just degree of the, the of exhaustion everyone experiences. It's like, okay, the tests are over. We're done. Even though the calendar says we still have to be in school, you know, we feel that the work of school is behind us. It's a shame that it sort of plays out that way. Um, but you can kind of understand it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Alessandra, what about you? Okay. Well, so Villa Walsh gets out on Friday. Oh, wow. So we're all in that time. Yeah, it's really early. So we're all in that time where... It's starting to get extremely emotional. Yeah. Um, and the seniors are in a game of assassins, and it's really fun. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like we're just enjoying our last couple days together. I have my last AP tomorrow, but besides that, I'm I've turned in all of the assignments that that are um, outstanding, and yeah, so we're kind of done with work. So we're just enjoying our time together now, and it's it's very bittersweet. It's really fun to be able to spend this time with all of my friends and my grade we've all come become so close there's only uh 53 of us in the senior class so there's not that many yeah so it's sad but it's exciting yeah all right you guys what's something (laughs) totally new that you want to try out when you get to college i got one what um i i really want to start dancing like i really really want to start dancing yeah what kind of dancing? Occidental actually has this cool um, dance program that everybody joins. I forget what it's called, but it's like a it's a ritual or a tradition at Occidental where like everyone, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, everyone joins this dance team. And last year they put on like Harry Potter the dance, and it was all seven books in dance form. <laughs> it was like a two hour show, and every like everyone either was in it or went to see it. So um, next year I'm definitely going to join. 
I'm really excited. I can hear it. Sounds like you are. Sounds like that may be one of the reasons why the balance was tipped in favor of Occidental. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> cool yeah. dance program. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. What else? Alessandra, something totally new you want to try out when you get to Drew. Um, I think I might want to take up tennis. Okay. Yeah, I've been a volleyball player for a while, and I just, like, I'm so into the arts all the time that it, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like tennis would be fun, and they have beautiful courts, so why not, right? Exactly. Why not? Jordana, what about you? Um, kind of two very, very different things. One just weird thing that I really want to try is boxing. Um, Ooh. I have I have an aggressive energy, um, and that's probably We good. didn't know that. Somehow yeah. that managed to escape <laughs> our notice. Um, I, I don't I don't do sadness, I do aggression. So um yeah, I think and also like I get so fit that way. Like have you seen like I'm gonna be like Ronda Rousey? Anyway, so that and also as a politically minded, born and bred Washingtonian, really interested in scoping out kind of the new political environment. And um, I know there's a lot of um, political activity and Israeli-Palestinian conflict talks and stuff like that that I really want to get involved in and organize and um, which I guess that's not new. Like I do a lot of that here, but it's a new environment for me to kind of scope out. Awesome. And Jonathan, what about you? Something new, totally new that you want to try out when you get to Muhlenberg? Yeah, I think I can agree with wanting to try out tennis. Tennis is really interesting for me. And I think I might try to learn how to swim and take that even one step further to joining the swim team. Good luck with that. I'm so excited for you guys for this fall, I can't tell you. August, Jonathan, Alessandra, Jordana, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck, you guys. We believe in you. And that's it for today's episode. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at gettinginpod. That's all one word, gettinginpod. Or you can send a voice memo or email. Our email address is gettingin at slate.com. And there's always our hotline where you can leave a voicemail. That number is 929-999-4353. Getting In is a production of Slate and Panoply Media. Michelle Siegel is our producer. Our senior producer is Kristen Meinzer. Our executive producer is Laura Mayer. And Panoply's chief content officer is Andy Bowers. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Julie Lifcott-Hames. And remember, it's not just about getting in. It's about finding the right fit.